Travel providers are the backbone of the travel experience. In this brand new season of Powering Travel, we'll dive into industry trends, hot topics, and actionable advice to help business leaders continue evolving and enhancing the travel experience one trip at a time. We're back. Just like we said, we'd be back. Hello, everyone. More episodes and season three of Powering Travel. This season is going to sound a little different in that you'll hear a lot less of my voice and a few new hosts are going to join us. We've looped them into our podcast family. For this one, we're going to have someone that you're already familiar with from last season's episode focused on data, trends, and AI, Richard Kosher. Senior Director of Media Insights and Planning here at Expedia Group. Richard, great to have you back. I know since the last time we had you on the show, you've since moved to the Seattle area. How's the adjustment been for you? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. It's great to be back in the host seat for this chat with our latest guest. It's been great so far, Seattle. We moved in August, mid-August. We had some temporary accommodation and have moved over to a more permanent place. Children are settling into school. We're getting to know the area. So yeah, so far, so good. It's good to be here. Fantastic to have you stateside as well. All right, Richard, I'm going to let you introduce our guests, but I'm going to give you a first a quick overview on the topic we're covering today. So earlier this year, Expedia Group released a study that is one of the most comprehensive reports about traveler online purchase behavior. The study, called Path to Purchase, tracks online visitation to relevant travel sites for travel purchasers. So this report itself identifies four stages of making an online travel booking And those are inspiration, planning, research, and booking. I actually gave a presentation on this exact report to an audience in Miami and Orlando, and the audience was engaged, phones out, taking pictures the whole time. And I expect nothing different here, minus people taking pictures of their maybe car stereo or their iPhone. But the study consists of first and third party data made up of 5,600 survey respondents and a digital panel of 70,000 participants. We looked at how travelers book travel online within the past 12 months using digital data from the 45 days before their travel purchase. So Richard, tell us who we're talking to today about the path to purchase. Some of you may have seen Cheryl Miller on stages that are Explore Connect events that were happening throughout the year. She was very much talking to this new study, Path to Purchase. She comes with a great experience. Cheryl is the Senior Vice President of B2B Marketing at Expedia Group. She joined Expedia from Promethean where she was chief marketing officer. Prior to that, she was general manager at one commercial partner team at a Microsoft, leading their worldwide go-to-market efforts. She was also previously vice president of marketing at F5 Networks, and before that spent 11 years at Symantec. Richard, thanks again for stepping in to host this one for us. He and I will be back to chat after the interview, but first, here is an engaging Cheryl Miller discussing Path to Purchase. So uh, looking at uh, travel behaviors uh, along the path of purchase, I think it's fascinating to, to try to understand how different travelers behave as they're, as they're searching and, and booking travel. So we'd love to hear a bit more from you there, Cheryl. How has the rise in online consumption impacted how travelers are planning for trips? It's interesting because with all of the digital tracking capabilities that we have today, we're able to see quite a bit of what travelers are doing as they lead up to purchasing a trip. And so we can look at it from the inspiration phase, the research phase, the planning phase, and the booking phase, and actually digitally track 
different places that they're going to do their research. Earlier this year, we released our 23rd edition of the Vacation Deprivation Study, and vacation deprivation is at an all-time high over the last 10 years. And so there really is this pent-up demand that we're seeing with travelers, and you're seeing that come through in the content that they're consuming online. So our data shows that travelers are spending over five hours with travel content leading up to a purchase and viewing 141 pages of travel content online. Would you say that's changed since the COVID period with the pent-up demand and and deprivation of, of travel? Yes, absolutely. Prior to the pandemic, deprivation was at about 49 to 53%, and it's up to 62%. The other thing that we see a lot is people consume content and research their travel differently in different regions. And so Japan spends over six hours where the U.S. traveler will spend over eight. Do we have any idea why that might be the case? I think that they're really doing comparison shopping. So we see a lot of time being consumed in social media early on in in the phases of travel. And we know that social media plays a really prominent role up front when people are researching their trips. We also know that inspiration can happen when you're having conversations with your family and your friends. But then you see a tremendous amount of traffic going to OTAs when they're starting to look at comparison of different locations, different hotels, maybe different vacation rentals. One of the things that I think is really interesting with Expedia Group, we have a very unique view with our first party data where we can see the differences between what vacation rental bookers are doing from hotel bookers, from airline bookers, car, cruise. And that's a really unique set of information that we can provide our partners, and then our partners can take that and better their marketing efforts. So, Joe, we know that travelers are consuming a lot of content during the path of purchase, but what sites are they they using during the path? Well, definitely OTAs. So that's good for Expedia Group. Online travel agents are one of the top sites that are visited in the phases leading up to booking. Over 80% of travelers are visiting an OTA at some point before making a travel purchase, indicating that even if the travelers ultimately book on another site, they've likely visited an OTA for inspiration, research, or planning. The other thing that I always mention and find really fascinating is the majority of travelers are also visiting search engines and social media sites. This is hugely important, especially as a marketer. You want to make sure in the early phases that you are having your presence visible in social media. Are these things that you can relate to as well from your own experiences? Yes. My path to purchase is very specific. I typically go to an OTA first and search for places that I can get to with a direct airfare or a flight. Then from there, I will start to look at different hotels and activities that I might want to do and narrow down a few choices. Then I'll talk with family and friends, figure out the right time, and then I'll normally come back and book with Expedia Group. And I think a lot of our travelers do that. We saw in the Path to Purchase study that over... 50%, the majority of people do not know where they want to go when they start looking to book a vacation. And so that inspiration phase is hugely important, 
especially for different partners and different brands as you're trying to promote your property or promote your destination or your activities. Having a presence up front, whether it's search engine, OTAs, social media, all very important. Certainly doesn't sound linear either in terms of a process. So can you tell me a bit more there about sort of the various moving parts of the of the funnel and, and the path? Yes. Like a lot of buyer journeys, it's full of twists and turns, maybe more like concentric circles than a linear path. You get inspired by something you saw online. Then you go and have a conversation with your family member. Then you'll go to an OTA and do a search and look up different hotels. So it, it is definitely not a, a direct point A to point B type of journey. How frequently do you think people finish where they started? So they might have a destination in mind initially at the outset and then ultimately book something different. Is that a common theme in the research? I think that it depends on where the inspiration comes from as to where they end up booking. And again, we, you know, we looked at travelers who purchased on hotel websites or the app 61% were visiting an OTA during that journey. And similarly, 52% of airsite purchasers visited an OTA. And so I think it, it depends on the inspiration or it depends on the messaging and the opportunities that are presented when you're in those different sites. Yes. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense um, from my own experiences as well. Given the length of the average path to purchase window, so I can see that it's you know, 71 days according to our research. How can travel providers influence travelers to choose them during this window? Yes, this is probably my favorite part of the study where we actually compared all the different sites that our travelers were going to across the different phases of the journey. So we can see exactly when social media was more prominent than an OTA, than a branded hotel site, for example. And since these travelers are visiting many different sites and channels, it's vital to have a multi-channel approach to your marketing efforts. That makes a lot of sense. I know that obviously with our media solutions department is expert in that area. Can you, can you tell me a bit more about the, the role that they play in that process? Yes, definitely media solutions, which is our advertising platform, but even more generally, one way to stand out amongst all of the different options is to advertise and put your travel content in the places that travelers are going to. So we know over 20% of respondents said that advertising influenced their booking decision. And we know that number is likely higher than what people were reporting. And if you think about our media solutions business, we help travel providers leverage their imagery and their unique travel options through display advertising, travel ads, and Accelerator to ensure that travelers can easily find those properties when they're on our sites. To that, and this links to an episode in the last series that I was on, we were talking about the importance of data. It links to your earlier point on, the, on this episode, Cheryl, about the importance of data. I think we can make the creative executions, the, the imagery more intelligent by using data to understand where are our travelers are consuming these placements and, and interacting with our content globally, as well as in which markets as well. Yeah, just to that point, one of the things that I think is very interesting is with Expedia Group having access to our first party data through our marketplaces, 
along with studies like the Path to Purchase, where we get third-party data, we are trying to provide the best experience on both sides of the marketplace. We're taking what the traveler wants, and we're trying to provide a simpler, better way for them to get the ultimate experience and destination with the least amount of effort. And we're also working with our partners to maximize their ability to show up in the best way possible for their travelers. So through advertising, through coaching, through helping them determine when to load discounts, how to provide beautiful imagery, all of these things are beneficial to the traveler and to the partner. Yeah, agreed there. And that links to my next question. So what data points or analysis should travel providers be looking at to better understand what's driving traveler booking decisions? The research that we do is always looking at behaviors and motivations of travelers to better understand. This is a continual process for us. And we do multiple traveler insights reports. We have the traveler value index. Obviously, we've got path to purchase, which we're starting now. And so I think the path to purchase looks specifically at how travelers are influenced through their shopping journey. But travelers are also motivated in many ways, as I mentioned before, whether it's through friends and family conversations, through social media, a lot of different options and opportunities crop up as they're looking into where they want to go and where they want to book. And we know that overall travelers are looking for the best value for their experience. And so the more that our partners lean into what's happening in the community, what is the activities that people might want to be doing, what is local and and cultural, those are all very attractive to our travelers. Absolutely. And what are the most important traveler booking preferences that travel providers need to consider? There's so many that go into what a traveler needs when they're booking their trip. Our research found that when choosing a travel brand to book with, the most important things for travelers, not surprisingly, price is always at the top. Our research has shown that they're looking for the best value for the experience they want to have. And that experience differs based off of who it is that is doing the booking. And then the second is they're looking for an easy way to research and book their travel. So a website that's easy to use, 43% said this was important. The other thing that came up was transparent or no hidden fees. So 32% want to know upfront what that cost is going to be to them and not get all the way through the booking purchase process and find out later that there's some hidden costs. And then The other thing that came up was a positive previous experience. 31% said that they were looking for feedback on someone that had a positive previous experience. And so that reinforces, you know, the the desire to book in a certain place uh, or with a certain provider of hotel, vacation rental, airline, et cetera. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you've got the people looking for value, they're looking for ease of use, transparency. And yeah, I think you're right. Getting affirmation from others around their own experiences makes a huge, huge difference in the decision-making process. Yes. And when you're thinking about lodging, so hotel or vacation rental properties, those were very tied to travel ratings. So travelers are looking for other people's feedback on that particular property. 
and that is weighing in on their decision-making. And so reviews are really important. Yes. Yeah. Plus one to that. So looking more closely at travel providers' advertising strategies. So can you tell me a bit more about how the, the research was conducted, Cheryl? The Path to Purchase research was conducted with a survey of 5,600 respondents and a digital panel of 70,000 participants. And that's what allowed us to really track what individuals were doing before and leading up to booking a trip. And that, going back to your very first question around what have we seen as online consumption changes, the ability to do that in and of itself is pretty fantastic. And then we're able to take that data and information and give it back to our partners to make sure that they're delivering the best experiences for the travelers. On top of that, I delivered this research at Explore Connect in Seattle, at Explore Connect in Barcelona, and also at our Explore Fest for our vacation rental partners in Vegas. And overwhelmingly, the feedback was positive. They really love this data. It helps them hone in their messaging, their marketing strategies, deliver better experiences for travelers. And really, some of the questions that I got back and what they wanted to know more about was, what are the demographics around those that are responding? The age ranges, which geos are they from? And just curiosity around the makeup of the individual traveler that we were getting information from. They also were looking for lots of ways that we could help them merchandise or help them revenue performance manage their offerings. And just then general differentiation in behaviors across different generations of travelers. And so with all this data that's being presented, the feedback that I got was, that's awesome. We even want to know more. What else can you tell us that'll help us hone our marketing help us provide better traveler experiences and help us reduce the amount of time that travelers need to spend when they're researching and trying to book a trip. Well, partners perhaps feel like we're only just scratching the surface with this research and it has you know, a lot more potential perhaps. I think Expedia Group is being seen as much more of a tech company than we have in the past. It's not just we're an OTA but also this vast amount of data and tech that we provide is really valuable to our partners. Yes, I agree. I mean, in fact, my team, we're working with with data all the time. And I think having that headline story of the path to purchase is is fantastic for our partners and for thought leadership across the industry. What we're seeing actually is at a kind of a partner level and a kind of a more regional level, we're able to to paint a more detailed picture through our data on, on what that path to purchase might look like for different different advertisers and, and uh, our travelers. So that's key, that data piece, that tech piece in, in our role there is, is really key. In terms of loyalty, so tell me a bit more there about how that plays a role in the path of purchase and, and the booking decisions that are made by travelers. Yes, loyalty plays a huge part of the booking decision. And it's interesting because 79% of travel rewards program members feel that it's important to book with a brand that they're a loyalty member of. And yet we know at Expedia through a study that we did a couple of years back that almost 80% never actually earn a reward. And so you've got 79% of travelers saying, 
that booking with a brand where I'm a member of is important and 80% never actually obtaining a reward. And that's partly because they either don't travel enough or they are traveling across multiple brands. And so they never travel enough with the one brand to earn the reward. And so this is why I'm super excited about OneKey and our loyalty reward program because we are allowing you to earn and burn across hotel, vacation rental, airline, car, anything that you're booking with Expedia, you can then take those, you'll get one key cash, and then you can use that cash to book your next trip. And and we're allowing you freedom in how you do that. And so your ability to earn a reward is much faster. And then your ability to utilize that reward is flexible in the way that you want to take advantage of it and use it. Yeah, there we're we're offering loyalty, but there's a lot of freedom and flexibility around around how one uses that. We know that three out of five traveler reward program members say that they would actually be willing to pay more to book with a brand where they're a loyalty member. And so I think that us bringing this together really allows a better experience for the traveler and also benefit to the partner because we're the ones that are funding this for them. I think it's a clear message there that if partners are looking to build loyalty outside of Expedia Group, they're also able to do that within our ecosystem as well. Yes, we view this as very complimentary. This is for the average daily traveler that doesn't get to earn those rewards and giving them more flexibility to leverage different components in their traveler plan. One of the big call outs of the, the study is the fact that it's not linear. It's not predictable. People are moving moving in, a, in concentric circles, like you said earlier. And so perhaps trying to stick with one, one loyalty scheme or one provider is, is challenging. And so having that flexibility via an OTA like Expedia makes, makes a lot of sense for them in this particular context of the path to purchase. And I think one other thing that is beneficial is that in addition to our partners leveraging their own reward program, we also give them a great opportunity through OneKey to provide benefits to our members. So our partners can stand out by providing a member-only deal and offering that deal to our travelers gets that extra push and visibility to book with you. And so there's benefit to the partners, whether they're moving their own reward program forward or engaging with our OneKey program. So they can have a dual strategy there. So moving now over to regional and a line of business focus, I mentioned earlier about my team, you having the ability to work with partners in markets, in region, and you're able to use data in, in those markets and from a global perspective to give a better understanding of our partner purchase for travelers. So tell me a bit more about some of the, some of the data that you've seen with the regional lens on the research. Yeah, we conducted this in seven different countries and we did see some significant differences in certain areas and then smaller differences depending upon which phase of the journey it, it was in and what pieces of online sites they were going to. And so we know that 23% of French travelers, for example, said advertising influenced their decision to book a trip compared to the global average of 19%. We also know that 90% of French travelers visited an OTA during their path to purchase, and that's a little bit higher than the global average of 80%. 
And then if we look at the UK, we know that 80% of UK travelers visited an OTA during their path to purchase journey, and that's higher than the global average of 80%. There are some small differences when we're looking across different geos. There are other regional callouts where it's a little bit bigger dis- discrepancy is U.S. travelers consumed more travel content than on average. So 524 minutes of consuming content versus 300 minutes on average. And so that's quite a bit different. The U.S. traveler is spending more time on websites, reading through different ads, looking at different content before they're booking. And we also know that the U.S. travelers are more likely to be loyalty members. So 66% are loyalty members compared to the average of 43%. And so being a part of one key and offering a member-only deal in the U.S. is going to be over 20% more important than it would be, say, in another part of EMEA. And then if we look at Mexican travelers, they're far more likely to be influenced by advertising quite a bit. So if we looked at the average as 20%, it was 40% for Mexico. So advertising is much more impactful to them when they're looking at booking a trip. And then if we go to APAC, Japanese travelers have a much shorter path to purchase. And so they're looking at booking within 45 days compared to the 71 days on average. And so if you're looking to grow your business in Japan, you're going to want to be looking at where leading up to the trip, would they be in social media versus a meta search versus an OTA versus a brand in a much more compacted time period. Do we have any hypotheses as to why there's differences in these markets or are we, are we trying to tackle too much by answering that? I think it comes down to cultural, right? How are our friends and family traveling and what is our social background and, and surroundings? I think that weighs heavily. The other thing would also be, I think in EMEA, a lot of travel happens in country or cross country. And I think if you're in the US, there's a lot of international like long haul travel. And this is just my hypothesis. This is not a part of the report, but I think it comes down to what's my social surroundings? What is cultural and then what's around me? There's so much to unpack with this, with this research. I think it does then bring in all of your kind of your cultural experience and those kind of factors around you when you're making those decisions. There's so much influence outside of just the booking process. Yes. I think in the United States, we look at going from Seattle, for instance, to California or to Texas or to Florida or New York, right? That's the equivalent of if you're in the UK going to France or Germany, and it's very different experiences. So I personally have always wanted to go spend some time abroad so that I could live in the UK for a while and travel all around Europe. Similarly, I think in the US, getting to different states is relatively easy as well, and there's so much to offer across the country. And I mentioned this on the last episode, I've just moved over. So it's, there's a lot for me to explore state-wise as we, as we settle into Washington state. The thing that struck me with the path to purchase and the conversations that I've had with our partners at our different events are the key takeaways that 
you know, we've provided to them that they're able to go do. And so really understanding the prevalence of social media early on in the journey and understanding the impact that influencers can have, imagery, advertising, people are really drawn to beautiful photographs and clear messaging. And then understanding the prevalence of OTAs along the whole journey and how much OTAs are being leveraged as travelers are looking to plan and research and book their trips. And then lastly, just thinking through different ways that you can engage with Expedia Group, whether it's through OneKey, whether it's with member-only deals, whether it's advertising on our marketplaces, working with us to get your imagery prominent and displayed. These are all areas that we can help our partners deliver better traveler experiences. Yeah, fantastic. And again, thinking about my team, this is, these are areas that we can, we can definitely consult on when speaking with partners. I have one final question, Shao, before we wrap up. The last destination that you booked, can you tell me a bit more about the path to purchase that you took when selecting that destination? So my last trip was actually to Sydney, Australia for a wedding, a friend that we've had for a long time. And my journey was very fragmented. I looked at social media. I went online to Expedia Group, looked at a bunch of different properties. We looked at different airlines and then ended up piecing this together based off of what our friends were doing what we saw as opportunities and properties in our budget range, and then ultimately the experience that we were wanting to have. And what about looking ahead to 2024? So what's your next trip that you're planning to take? And then secondly, what are you most excited about from an Expedia group or business perspective as we go into next year? I think it goes without saying that I'm looking forward to our next explore in Vegas. I think that is going to be fantastic with product announcements, all of the progress that we've made, getting together with our partners. It's always a fantastic event. But I'm most excited about expanding on our travel agent affiliate program. We are adding additional loyalty benefits. We are going to continue to differentiate our agent shopping experience and deferred payments. And so it's exciting to see how we're making it easier than ever for our TAP agents to grow their business and support the growing demand of our travelers. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, great. And thanks, Cheryl, for, for your time and looking forward to working more closely with you on all areas of data and, and research as it relates to, to the traveler's path of purchase. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. So tell me, as someone who's in the data all the time, what's your take on the report and how much value it brings, not just to partners, but the travel industry as a whole? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. I think it's an excellent report with a lot of really enlightening insights for the industry. I mean, it sounds slightly contradictory because it's so widespread and, and in-depth, this report, but I think it really simplifies what is a very complex process, that path to purchase. I think it does a excellent job of documenting and giving structure to what we all know is a non-linear process. And then that leads to our partners thinking more deeply about the role their businesses play across the path to purchase funnel, 
or workflow, there is significant opportunity for our partners to fine-tune how they stand out to travelers or prospective customers, as well as help them in their decision-making, because there's a lot that goes into the path to purchase. Before you go, Richard, tell us where you find the report. Yeah, sure. So if any of our listeners are interested in reading the report in depth, in any of the several languages we now offer, they can go to partner.expediagroup.com. That's partner.expediagroup.com and type in path to purchase in the search bar. Or you can simply plug that into any search engine and you'll be pointed in that direction. Awesome. And we're going to make it even easier. We're going to drop that link in the description of the episode so it's easy to find for our listeners. Richard, thanks again. This was host duty number two for you. I'm expecting you back in season four. Thanks a lot for what you've done this episode. And as always, let us know what you think of the podcast at PoweringTravel at ExpediaGroup.com. That's PoweringTravel, all one word, at ExpediaGroup.com. If you've got a few seconds, be sure to rate and review. That helps people like you find our show. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time on the Powering Travel Podcast, brought to you by Expedia Group.